And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Finally, I'm staring at the beautiful man known as Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I know it has only been, you know, four, maybe five weeks, but it feels like I haven't seen you in years, Doc. How are you, my dear friend? You know how people always ask you, did you have a nice break? My default response is it wasn't long enough. Is that in general or is this, is that in, in, does that a- in general? But I think it applies to this situation as well. <laughs> um, we almost didn't record this week, you know, full transparency. Uh, you had a work event scheduled for tonight. And I did. we've been trying to do a different recording date, but that date has become more complicated for me because of when my lectures are now. Mm-hmm. So we we're going to skip this week and maybe do it next week. Because I think that would have been perfectly fine for me because that would have been right at the end of yeah. our uh, semester here. But, but then, but then my, uh, my meeting went from being a mandatory meeting to an optional meeting. And I and said, DC screw said, that. Optional meetings are, might as well not exist, right? In this instance, absolutely. What Do are- I want to go... I want to hear the story about the meeting, but what are you eating? I've seen you take a few bites down. I haven't quite been able to. It's a piece of sourdough toast. Nothing crazy. But like what's on it? I saw like chunks of something. Butter. Is it like pats of butter? Not pats, but like there's like. (laughs) Yeah, like five pats of butter on this one piece of toast. Okay. No, you just did like scrape it all the way in. Yeah, no. Okay. I broke and, and to be fair, it's also not toast. It's just bread. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so yeah. Uh I've missed you. Is that really special have. bread? Uh it's sourdough bread that we bought from the local Mega Mart. So Okay. Sure. So I'm just curious. Maybe you got way into it. baking. That's no, I did bake what did I I tried to make Yorkshire puddings. How'd that work we, out? We, um, flat and gross. I, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to use non-fat milk, which was the only kind of milk we had. Okay, and you're supposed to get the pan rip roaring hot, and then pour like butter or something in it. And I tried to use cooking spray, and of course burned that. So then had to wipe that out. Like, so they weren't bad. Like taste wise, they were good. Okay, but they weren't fluffy. I, I made bellinis essentially. I'll count that as a win. So nothing wrong with a good bellini. But yes, no. So no, the um. The, the area in which I work, they want to build a new school. And so they've been working very hard in meetings and stuff to try to get the specifications to build a new school. And so this meeting was, hey, come learn about how we're going to build the new school. And you were like, and then you I'm can, good. I, they have the meetings of the, so they have a committee that is working on this and they post their meetings onto YouTube. And so I watch them now and then. So I'm like, I know what you're doing. I don't have any questions that you're going to answer. You're going to tell me that the answer is no, because we can't make it any bigger because the state won't reimburse you over a certain size. So there's no reason for me to go to this. So I, I was like, I can go record with my friend, Doc Manson. I want to hear how his month has been. Yeah. When, so what's, what's, when last we left, you were, you were bogged down 
in in and, school. You know, in fairness, and, I think the last time we recorded, if I'm looking at this right, was the second of November. Yeah. So we only took three weeks off. It wasn't even four or five. Oh. Well, then you're right. It wasn't long enough. I agree. <laughs> I was, but you must have gotten the itch because you were texting me saying, when are we going to record, Doc? When are we going to record? Uh, no, I would like to point out, you texted me to be like, let me see here. Uh, I'd like to point out that on our last show, you said you were going to be texting me every single week, every single day to be keeping up on what's happening in my life. I text you sometimes. Not every day, though. Like twice. <laughs> Uh, Thursday, November 10th. And I, I took two days to get back to you. So in yep. fairness, it was especially, especially since you got back to me with right back at you <laughs> two days later. I thought that was great. Then the 15th. Um, at that point, I was a close contact for COVID. I have since had COVID. How was that? Uh, not nearly as bad as I thought it was. The worst part was, you know, my wife had to, uh, I was, I was quarantined in the bedroom. So my wife had to sleep on the couch for four or five nights, which was not ideal. Did she catch it? Yeah. Yeah. But again, her, hers wasn't as bad. Like we both got mild strains. And I think as you put it, um, which might have no that actually I think was in the Discord because I think we had some mm. conversations in the Discord. You were just like, I'm just gonna trust that vaccines work. Yeah, I'm sure. Those, I'm sure it helped you be less sick. You know. Oh yeah. So. My temperature got over a hundred once. Wow, that's actually pretty. Still pretty pretty high. So yeah. But I had a the person I am ninety percent sure I caught it from had a fever of a hundred and two. Because right. she did not keep up with her boosters. Yeah. She got one and decided that was enough. That's enough. I don't need any more of this. The pandemic went away. That's uh, Sadly, that's kind of where she was at. But anyways, we were talking about you. We were? Uh, November 2nd, yes. And then you chastised me for not checking in as much. Oh, well, all I'm saying your is. Your hair's fine. It is not. It's, it's all hair. over the place here. I look like a fool. But as I told you, but when we were getting started, I had to walk through the rain. I didn't have an umbrella. My hair's all a fluff. This at this point, but uh, okay, whatever. I have to explain myself to you, to the besties, everybody. We did. We also talked about that before the podcast. Is we took three weeks off. Now we're just going to be jackasses to the besties. Yeah, that's suck my new, butt. <laughs> uh, but yes, we left. Uh, yes, you're right. It was not that long ago at all when we recorded last. But how was November? How was the prep for the holidays? You're almost done with the semester. How you feeling? Good, good. I've got um, two more assessments to to administer and make and three more lectures. Not that I'm counting, but I'm almost done. It's almost over. But, well, okay, so what I just gave you was for, like, what I consider my real job. But I also have to make, like, a final exam for my old job. I, and mm-hmm. then... Last week, last week, when was Thanksgiving? Two weeks? Last week? No, last week. Last week, my other other job that they only get a partial week off, so that was their final exam that week. So I'm still doing a bit of grading for that job, but it's mostly over. I didn't have to go there this week, which was great. That's nice. Yeah, handed in my key fobs, my ID, and all that. So everything um, I have left to do is all remote here. I can only I have to presume that you have 
uh, accepted seven new jobs at four new universities in the three weeks or so since we've spoken. No, no. I mean, that one job is pretty much winding down. My old job is I'm going to set them up. Like I said, I've still got an assessment to make there. I need to set them up for their ready to go for the spring. So I'm going to do some prep work uh, beginning of this break to that I would normally do for that position just to get them all set up so they can't say I left them in a precarious situation. And once that's Have all they done, hired your replacement yet? No, no. Um, I think I want to say the application cycle closed today, maybe. Okay. Today or Friday. I think today, though. And I think maybe they're going to have a search committee meeting on Friday to start going over that stuff, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you want to be, do you want to be part of the search committee? No, I don't. Um, originally they, my, my, my boss asked me to be, and I said, yeah, sure. Um, but then he got told by HR that I could not be on the committee. They don't let people choosing their own replacements, I guess, or something like that. And I was okay. just fine with that also. Cause yeah. Well, I'd be happy to help out. Uh, One last thing you have to do. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. need that. So, yeah, so <clears throat> well, pretty good overall. Feeling like things are finally starting to lighten up a little bit. Making a lot less then, money, but that's okay. Hey, no, it's, not, it's not everything. It's, it's a lot, not it's everything. not everything. And that is, those are words that I heard from a very wise man at one point. And it sort of been ring-a-ding-a-linging around in my brain this last little bit of time as I have been realigning myself to, I think, I hope, a job that I will appreciate for a longer term. Yeah. And we'll see. And, you know, you just sell that house, move back into the condo, get your faux puzzle, and, you know, everything will be fine. I wouldn't mind I, I selling was... the house, although uh, we have some work being done. Uh, tomorrow we have a fence being put in. We're fencing okay. in the backyard. So Oscar That's can nice. uh, live out his twilight years, free ranging it a little bit. That would be nice. Yeah. I was also Is looking gonna- at, you know, new dogs, not to replace Oscar, but like to um, serve as an addition to the family. And, you know, especially if you're going to adopt, a lot of those places want you to have a fenced in yard now, like a physically fenced in yard. Mm-hmm. They're very picky. So I think that also kind of went into our decision. I feel like uh-huh. we've we've had a conversation recently and by recently in the last six months or so in which you had said you were done with dogs. I don't think that was the last six months that maybe I have said that before, but no, no, I do like dogs. Don't get me wrong. I I do go back and forth with whether or not I want another one right now. Cause it's on one hand, it's nice, but like we have a friend, a mutual friend, the besties want to know who I'm talking about. So I won't name him, but we have a mutual friend who's got a birthday coming up. Right. And so I was invited out to this birthday party and I, I told this friend that I would go. Um, but because of the timing of the thing, like, don't get me wrong, like me and Mrs. Manson would both like to go. We're both friends with this person. Um, but because of the timing of it, like we can't, somebody has to be home for Oscar um, and his medication needs and all that sort of thing. And well, I drive, so I guess I'm the one going to the party. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, so like I think about that and like traveling and things like that, it would be a lot easier to travel and to go places if we didn't have, any pets and yeah you know as if we had some time without any dogs and then we could actually do some traveling maybe that would actually encourage me to do some of that i don't know but eh. i'm realizing as you said that the tall guy's birthday must have been recently and i totally missed it yet again it was yesterday i texted him you're a good friend am i because 
I think that's the only text we've shared in the last 12 months. Well, except for my birthday where he texted me, said we should get together, and I never responded. <laughs> I'm a good okay. friend. You are. I'm texting him right now. I love you so much, in fact, that it took me this long to put my love into words. Also, Doc told me, so. Happy belated <laughs> birthday. No, you will not be mentioned at all. Oh, come on. I deserve more praise and credit. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. That's been good. And uh, would you would you want to get a similar? I would like you to get a Saint Bernard just for the the odd couple antics of a Saint Bernard and a Dachshund. I might be a Dachshund person. I don't know. I just like having the small dog. I like their personalities. I like how stubborn they are. And I don't know. I I, I, well, I like Dachshunds. Much like you, stubborn. short little legs, barrel <laughs> chest, a Doc hyphen son yeah i guess so yeah there you go how about well, you good. what was your month like uh well let's see um the first couple of weeks were fine i was bereft in the wilderness of being lonely and not having this structure um but then i got covid lovely which happened you know maybe two weeks after at any um, time when you had covid did you fear for your life no. No. Good. I'm disappointed no. to hear that, but also good. <laughs> I don't um, wish that on anyone. Yeah. No, I like I had been feeling sick and then it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was trying to sleep and was coughing and my wife was like, you should probably test. So I tested and within three minutes, a very bold line appeared. <laughs> Um, Let's. It's good that it wasn't. Maybe who knows? Got to go to the doctor. Draw this thing yeah. out. You know. No, didn't do didn't do any of that. We we proceeded to lock down into quarantine. Even though, again, we had shared a bed the night I was coughing and hacking. Um, you know, had to take the next. There was a Tuesday night, so I had to take the next three days off of work. So I'm trying to write three days worth of sub plans, which is tricky when you're not feeling well. Um, but by, you know, late Thursday, early Friday, I was feeling okay. And my wife tested positive Sunday morning. So we were able to break quarantine at that point. Um, but, you know, the fatigue was what took, you know, a while. I, I went in because we have parent-teacher conferences the week of Thanksgiving. Um, and so I went in just to do parent-teacher conferences one that Monday and Ugh. it was like three and a half hours. That sounds horrible. Of parent-teacher <laughs> parent conferences. I came home and was asleep with the remote on my chest at like 6.15 p.m. Which, in um, fairness, is only 45 minutes earlier than usual, but it was very still true. sooner. Very true. Uh, but no, at no point did I fear for my life. At no point was I uh, particularly worried. I did call my doctor to ask if I needed Plaxovid or whatever it's called, Paxlovid. or Okay. Uh, and he proceeded to call me back and be like, you're 39 in <laughs> relatively good shape and you don't seem to have any uh, significant sy symptoms. Why would you need? Because like, I'm anxious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I just needed to know. And he's like, so now your doctor is telling you you're fine. He's like, if you're having diarrhea so bad, you can't <laughs> leave the bathroom. Call me and we'll put you on some meds. Okay. All right. Okay. So that was not a symptom, thankfully. Good. Um, 
But yeah, it did just the timing of it did cause Thanksgiving to not really happen. Which oh, was kind of a let, yeah. Which was a bit of a letdown. What were the because plans for Thanksgiving? We were going to the day after Thanksgiving Day was going to be just us. Um, and then the day after Thanksgiving, we were going to head north to see family and see our nephews. And technically, my wife was still testing positive and she was in like it was day six for her. So if she had masked up and it was it would have been day 10 or 11 for me. Um, so if we had masked up, it would have been OK. But there were some family members that weren't loving the idea of potentially infecting their small children and disappointing, but we couldn't blame them. And so. Thanksgiving could just kind of didn't happen yet another holiday that we just sort of hung out, which again, not terrible, but you yeah, know, feel like you liked. missed something, but at the same time it was fine. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. How was yours? Fine. Yeah. Uh, in-laws. Yeah. went to the in-laws had some smoked Turkey. Um, mm-hmm. I think we were sitting down to eat at the earliest time ever, which would have been like 420, 430. I was going to say, they're dinner, dinner people. Yeah. Is- Usually we're sitting down like 7 o'clock, 730 sometimes. Ridiculous. But everything cooperated. Uh, smoked some turkey. It cooked up Cognac, nice and quick. brandy, whiskey. What was the drink of choice? Uh, bourbon. Bourbon was the drink of choice. Maker's Mark. Good stuff. And yeah, you know, just had a chill day and then went home you know it was nothing wrong with that yeah nothing too exciting but perfectly fine yeah um the champ for those who don't know the champ is my dad had his second total knee replacement a year and a half ago or so he got one uh the week before no the day i got covid he had the operation to get the second one. the day you tested positive yeah the day i tested positive um I haven't seen him, obviously, but he's doing good. He was out of the hospital the following day and vacuuming and traipsing about and doing his usual thing. So he seems to be doing well. Healing is going um, well then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess after the, you know, there was a, a little bit of a scare after the first one because he had some respiratory ailments post-surgery. Yeah. <clears throat> so they didn't do anesthesia this time. They didn't you know, some sort of spinal. Hello, stranger. Hello, Mrs. Manson. All right. How you doing? How is how how is your month? Hi. It's all going well, you know. Thanksgiving is, and now it's December tomorrow and here we are. Is has does Doc seem more relaxed now that his semester is almost over? I mean, he really only just <laughs> It was really only last week that he didn't have to go to the other place. That's true. So we're getting there. All right. Well, that's good. One step at a time. You look lovely as always. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Uh, we, I, I am supposed to extend an invitation. We would love to brunch with you at our earliest convenience. <laughs> yeah, we're, let us know where you want to go. I like that you're saying that while your husband next to you is going, uh. Are are we going to the usual place? He loves brunch. I don't know. I do like brunch. I love brunch. We could go to the the other place. We did because the the usual place was closed. Oh, I found something out about the other place that we went to, but it's going to be changing. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't even know about this. This yeah. is news to me. I just found out about it yesterday from someone at work. And you didn't kar- share. I only just It's going to be a karaoke bar. Maybe. I don't know what she said. I'll have so. to ask her again. I'll follow well, up. All right. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. We will. Our people will touch base. Sounds good, sir. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Always a joy. We'll hear from Mrs. Manson in, I think, at least one, if not two, of our once again 14 emails. A baker's dozen. If we if we only do what up oh, and he's gone. If we only do one podcast a month, um we will wind up, I think, always having a baker's dozen emails. The doorbell rang. I'm assuming that was a package and I'm going to assume that if we do one show a month for any considerable amount of time, the emails will cease. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that's, you know, that's sort of a catch up. We had a we had a month. Um, Are we back to regular recordings, at least for now? Are we? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, probably I think so, but like. If something comes up next week, being the like the last day before the end of the semester, no yeah. promises. But yeah, I think mostly at the moment, I think so. All right, what you got there? What'd you get? Samosa, apple turnover. Samosa. All right, what's a samosa? The sort of Indian folded pastry oh, yeah. with usually vegetables and rice or something inside. This is dessert. Fair enough. Homemade or store bought? Store bought. However. At dinner tonight, we did have a homemade yeastless bread, kind of like a soda bread, but not. Mm-hmm. It was tasty. Good? Yeah. Good, good. Did you get a new pop filter? I did. Okay. Part of Cyber I Monday. Like, I was like, he looks like you have like a Brillo pad on front of your microphone. Yeah, I think it's technically made out of like those bioactive filters that they use in aquariums, but I had seen some people using them. Um, on some YouTube channels that I follow, and I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one brand, like this seems like the brand that sells these things, and they go for over a hundred dollars. But then there's like somebody who decided to start making knockoffs, basically, and they sell them for like twenty five dollars. And Cyber Monday, they were on sale for eleven dollars, and I said I'm going to buy one just because. Right. It's been a while since big, I bought some gear. What other big purchases have you made? Hmm. I replaced my iPad. Okay. I had an older one. Um, uh, iPad Air 3, I think. And I think they're on like six or seven at this point. It was getting slow. I, and I, so I got a, a mini this time. So a very small, eight inches or so. Um, but I, I, I've been doing a lot of reading from textbooks. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be nice to have a small one? Because uh, usually you'll find me on campus in my building pacing up and down the halls of the building as I am reading through the textbook. So having a, something smaller to hold was, um, yeah, it's what I do. That's, that's amazing. They call me Socrates. Are you reading your own textbook? Are you reading somebody else's textbook? Well, it's a textbook for my course that I am reviewing in preparation for my lectures, but, um, not written by me. No. Okay. How, is is that project nearing fruition? Com- that done? I can't remember where where did we leave off with your textbook writing. Um, we tested it last summer. We scaled it up, and we were using it this whole semester. Hey, hey. 
bring in the royalties. That's what I'm saying. Um, you watched a, you've watched wrestling. I know you watched that full gear gimmick. That was good. Good show. Which I'm I'm now going to start calling things gimmicks, and since Jeremy's gone, I can take total credit. It's just something I've always done. Oh, is he gone? Gone now? I don't know. I don't Has know. He it was shuffled more, this mortal coil. I don't believe he shuffled this mortal coil, but you know, I figured when Vince McMahon left, he'd come back. That didn't happen. We figured when the U.S. would be in the World Cup, that would bring him back. That hasn't happened. So, at this point, there's one more thing that could potentially happen to bring him back, but that's going to be a little while. So, uh, I will say, you know, who else is dead to me? Eddie McCabe. Really? I saw this asshole on Twitter responding to somebody really excited about watching planes, trains, and automobiles. And this douchebag had the <laughs> audacity to respond by saying it's not a good movie. Wow. Planes, trains, and automobiles is a fantastic fucking. I think he said it wasn't funny. What? Fuck you. Planes, trains, and automobiles is awesome. What a douchebag. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you I'm letting you get it get it all out. That's all I had. All right. Do you like planes, trains, and I'm a <laughs> I do. Okay. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was, do. Good. I'm I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. It's a I, I do think it is a funny movie. Um I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I remember enjoying it when I saw it. I don't love it, but it's good. So I love it. I think I love it's that. John movie. Ca- it's John Candy and Steve Martin. How do you go wrong with John Candy and Steve you Martin? You don't. There you go. Did how did Full Gear go? It was great. Did they do wrong? You enjoyed? Yeah. Um you rem- do you remember any of what happened? Uh there was a trios match with the Death Triangle versus um the returning elite. And I could have done without some of the pomp and circumstance related to their entrance, but really it was just their entrance. And otherwise, that was a pretty great match. There was some stupid um, Generation Me shtick in there, but there always is. You just have to come to accept it. I don't love some of the more choreographed stuff that they do because it comes across as choreographed and not organic. And I feel like a wrestling match should feel organic. Don't get me wrong. I understand. There's no way that RVD versus Jerry Lynn back in the day wasn't choreographed, but it didn't feel choreographed. And no. Generation Me's stuff feels choreographed to me sometimes. Always. But I will say, if you, I, I'm not, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to put that down. I think they're great performers. I think if you like that shtick, that is great power to you. Love what you love. I'm not yucking your yum. Um, power, positivity, all of that good stuff. Um, just. And again, I think that match was really good. I just could have done without some of that stuff. But I thought that match was really good, really fun. Um, I think the match with, uh, I don't remember everybody who was in the match, but there was a match with Daniel Bryan and Claudio um, Cannoli. And mm-hmm. um, that's totally it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, that, he teams with Johnny Oregano. Yes. It was a four-person match, wasn't it? And I'm having trouble remembering (laughs) the others. Um, Uh, Let me see here. But that match was really good. Whoever the Jericho, oh yeah, uh, Sammy, right? And Sammy Sammy and Jericho were telling their own little story there too. Yeah, that was a good match. Sammy Guava. Yep, Um, that was a good match. I really enjoyed. um, Oh, oh yeah. 
surprisingly, Wardlow and and Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage put on a heck of a Haas fight. I could have done no. Smojo, not Brian Cage. Oh, Brian Cage was in something that night, though. Maybe it was during the pre-show. Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. Oh, that was pretty good, too, though. I just like Brian Cage. I know he's an asshole. He's good. But, like, he's really good in the ring. He really is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those are matches that wouldn't traditionally excite me, although Samoa Joe, so, of course, that would excite me. But but yeah, they were good matches. How, how did Jeff Jarrett do? You know what? He was fine. Dare I say, probably the best effort from Double J. And who knows? Ever. Wow. Good for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I used to watch him and I actually came to appreciate Double J in Impact, even though he was booking himself as. You know, the lead villain had the championship way too much. King of the mountain, whatever. I came to appreciate that heel character and, you know, come out now. Obviously, you can kind of years later, 2020, having heard him talk about dealing with, you know, the loss of his wife and drug addiction and alcoholism and all that stuff. You can see that he had problems back in those days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for him to be back, have a level head on his shoulder, supposedly, um, and to be able to be participating and, and and he came out to that same music that he used to have back at TNA which I loved that's the one I love that theme it's a good theme and you know what and for a match with Jeff Jarrett and Sting in it that match hit all of the notes that you thought they were going to hit it did all of the things that they needed to do and they also got the hell out of the way of Darby Allen and um, Jay Lethal to actually put on a great. That was a good match. It really was. Hey, they did. I'll they did what it. they needed to do. Um, even Dean Ambrose there at the end of the night there with MJF. That was a good match. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I like Dean Ambrose's matches. So they're they're they can be a little different, but I like them. Yeah, I I you know. Having listened to Regal's podcast over the last few weeks and having seen some of the clips on YouTube, I had a hunch that there was going to be some chicanery. And there was, and there's nothing wrong with that. The explanation that Regal gave the following week, everyone was like, oh my God, he cut an amazing promo. There was no explanation. He basically came out, you know, he did some heel work with the crowd, which is always fun to see. And then he was like, MJF will be here next week and he'll explain everything. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I I didn't watch anything after the pay-per-view, so I I can't speak to any explanations. Tonight, tonight maybe there will be a perfect explanation. It was a nice moment where Moxley came out and obviously wanted to beat the crap out of Regal. And Brian Danielson ran out and put himself in between and was basically like, look, you're asshole he's an asshole you've turned on plenty of people he's turned on like you know that part was nice but um it you know i give them permission obviously to continue telling the story but i was like i expected there to be some justification and all i needed was for william regal to come out and be like mjf's got lots of money and he gave me some of it that's all i need yeah being 
being the head of the Blackpool Combat Club and being this revered figure in AEW ain't paying the bills. MJF pays the <laughs> bills. That's all he had to say. It's wrestling for True. Christ's sake. True. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed. Uh, I've watched some wrestling. Wait, did you watch the Eddie Kingston match in the pre-show? I did. I watched the whole pre-show. Okay. That was pretty. It was okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big Eddie Kingston fan. And, and the thing fine. with this match is I felt like they were in the match and, and the promos ahead of time. Because it was very much like, oh, I can't believe I have this match. And I, I'm like, it was sort of like the story of like, I'm fighting my idol from when I was younger. Yeah. Blah, blah. But I, I kind of felt like they were telling the exact same story that they told with Eddie Kingston at Forbidden Door. And so it kind of didn't catch for me because it just mm-hmm. felt like a repeat, but just with a yeah. different Japanese wrestler standing in. Sure. And so I, I, I didn't love that. But the match itself yeah. was a solid Eddie Kingston match. That the... Akiyama, the Japanese wrestler, somebody that I recognize from reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. So that I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I will say I watched all, all yes. the women's matches were not great. The oh, the, the best of them was Britt Baker versus Soraya. And look, I think it's great that Soraya uh, has been cleared to wrestle after five years and that she's going to get back in that ring and she's going to claim it as her house again someday. Yeah. Um, but that was a match of a woman with five years of ring rust on her. Oh, well, of course. And she admitted it after the it, fact, which I it was rough. And yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's great that she admits it after the fact also. But I kind of feel like some of that prep has to happen before your return. It was a little, you know, again, you, you know, you, you get cleared. You want it to be this big moment. I don't know that her first match needed to happen on pay-per-view. Yeah. And I do think Britt Baker had... was the right choice given what the women's yeah. division has been in AEW. I get that. Yeah. But like Britt Baker wasn't the right choice in terms of ensuring that a great match was pulled out of Soraya. I, with the exception of maybe Ruby Soho, I'm not that's, sure that that roster That's has, the name that I would have put yeah. her in that ring with. Yeah. I'm not sure that there's, you know, Tony Storm, we're totally fine. Oh, she had a not, match. Who was, she, she it did. was her versus Jamie Hayter. Correct. It was, and yeah, it was, it was Okay. It was well, okay. that's it. Like, and again, I, I'm not, you know, Tony Storm, good pro wrestler. Jamie Hader, never seen her, but from all reports, good pro wrestler. Jade Cargill, who also had a match. That match, from what honestly, I hit- Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. I, I don't know, man. Like, I like Jade Cargill. She's got a look. She could probably be a hell of a power wrestler or, or something. Mm-hmm. All those squash matches they've been doing with her for a long time were fine. They were fine. And don't get me wrong. She's got a hell of a set of powerful muscular legs, but she doesn't have the legs for a prolonged wrestling match. Like they, they were being very smart to give her the Goldberg treatment. Yes. And so, and so at this pay-per-view, it felt like they're trying to give Nyla Rose her due because she's a beast in and of herself. But having an extended match with Jade Cargill and someone else, 
didn't do anybody in that match any favors. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, but again, you know, you look at this roster and you're like, maybe Serena, maybe Serena would actually no, not maybe Serena would have been able to give Soraya. I don't know. A I thought I thought that historically so? as well, but the last time I saw Serena in the AEW ring, I also felt like she'd lost a step. <laughs> and that might have been Forbidden Door. I forget when that was, yeah. but but you know, Ruby Soho's the name. Yeah. Ruby Ruby could have made Soraya look like a million bucks. And there was going to be some ring rust, and hopefully she is able to wrestle somewhat regularly and kind of get back into it. I'm hoping for the full edge experience for her. Yes. The the entrance was nice. Yeah. I saw the entrance, and obviously she's very emotional. That was a nice moment. Her brother's at ringside. That was a nice moment. Um, I watched Survivor Series. War Games. Anything of interest? The main event was good. I watched parts of the women's match, which was War Games. That was totally fine. Ten very talented uh, female wrestlers. Any who um, I might recognize? Damage Control. I don't know who, who that is. Ba- Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Shirai. Okay. Nikki Cross, Rhea Ripley. One team? Because that's one team. Five on five war games so this is a wwe show it's not an nxt right right wwe has adopted war games and then it was uh, bianca belair alexa bliss oscar becky lynch and mia yim who has made her return to uh wwe that was fine 10 very like i said 10 very talented wrestlers sounds like it's a spot it would be difficult not to have a good match it was a spot fest. Becky dove off the cage. Like, it was good. Was she dressed um, in a trash bag? Have they stopped doing not that? Not that I... No. Yeah, no. She wasn't in a trash uh, bag. Good. Um, she had a very, like, futuristic sort of outfit. Ah. Um, let's see. What else was there? Uh, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor was fine. As Finn Balor tends to be. Kind of just a... Yep. One-note wrestler. Um, I... Did not watch the Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi match, and apparently that was not good. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were in Boston, so there was a very loud We Want Sasha chant at that point. How did that work out? Did they get a Sasha? I have to believe this is planned at this point. Yeah, right. No, they didn't get a Sasha, but I think it. you're going to Boston and you put Ronda in. I like Shotzi, but she, much like Tony Storm or, you know, like that match was not going to be good. So um, there was a triple threat match that was way better than I expected between Lashley, Seth Rollins and Austin theory for the U S title. Okay. That was good. Did Seth Rollins Uh, injure anybody? Nope. Not that I'm aware of Austin theory. Austin theory won back his U S title. Um, so that was nice because everyone had assumed he was being buried because he didn't cash in the briefcase. Does he have a personality uh, yet? He's being very serious now. So no. Okay, great. Um, and then the main event was men's war games, the bloodline. So Roman, the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Solo Sokoa. Isn't who is the one name? Isn't that an, another Uso? Yes, that's the third Uso. And he's actually an Uso. 
Yeah, he's literally there. Yeah, so if you were to say the Usos, that would include. That's true. I suppose that is true. Um, Versus Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Pete Dunne. The fuck is Ridge Holland? Um, he is, he was an NXT guy. He's the guy that broke Biggie's neck. Oh, great. <laughs> That's a great claim um, to fame. That's how you that know him. He broke was, this guy's fucking neck. That's literally great. the most, that's his, great. that's his claim to fame at this point. Um, did he do anything? NXT? Was, was he NXT champion? Was he North American no. champion? Do they still have a no. North American championship belt? I don't know. Yes. Um, which is currently held by Wes Lee. Great. <laughs> um, Has he at any point been given a uh, gimmick as a hacker who is taking over the Titan Tron and, and, and stealing footage of people? No. Darn. Sooner or later, somebody in NXT is going to get that gimmick and make it work. Sooner or later. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yes, and then that match was good. The The whole thing was, you know, Kevin Owens trying to be like, you don't need the bloodline, Sammy. Sammy, I'm They're your going- friend. Sammy, I haven't turned on you 18 million thousand times. You should come be my buddy again. Sammy Zayn would be stupid to trust Kevin Owens. And to be fair, he didn't. And in the end, he... You know, saved because the the whole there was drama. There's been drama between Sami Zayn and Jay Uso. Um, oh, that's an easy Jay pick. I mean, you get rid of Jay Uso, you keep Sami Zayn. Jay doesn't trust Sami. Sami's trying to you know be part of the you know be part of the bloodline. He's a little over eager. Um, and then in the end, you know, Sami does enough. He you know hits Owen. He saves Roman. He hits Odin's with the Haluva kick. You know, they're able to get the win, wrote, you know, the bloodline wins. And now Sammy is finally embraced as one of the group. It was the ending was very good. There was some nice storytelling done with that. So it was not a bad. It was a good show. It was not. I for me, it was not a great show. That moment was great. But all in all, it was not a great. show. I mean, any any um, WWE show that you tell me is built around a main event in which Sammy Zayn is probably kind of the star of the show. Um, that doesn't sound bad to me. Sammy yeah. Zayn is. It was good. Yeah. He's great. He's lost um, his way a little bit across the years, I felt. But I do think he's a great performer. Yeah. Uh, NXT, we're going to have the Iron Survivor Challenge match. I don't know what any of those terms mean when I you put to, them next to I have to other. find uh, it's a new match type. Um, it just rolls right off the tongue, too. I love it. So it's a five-person match. Great. Two start the match, and every five minutes, somebody else joins. Okay. And then if you get a... If you pin... It's basically an Iron Man match that's a multi-man match. If you, if you defeat somebody, you get a point, and the person you beat has to go into a penalty okay, box. Okay, come on. Anytime you start explaining the rules of a match and one it's more than one sentence and two you eventually get to penalty box. you eventually get to a penalty box that's not a good idea i don't know if this no. was from Shawn michaels or if this was triple h yeah. this is not a gimmick match that has legs no 
it what would have made more sense is if I pin you, I get a point, you lose a point. And we just keep going. Yeah. And after a certain amount of time, I think they're saying it's supposed to be like half an hour long or so. I don't even know. Uh, but I just want to read the names because I always enjoy the look on your face when I'm reading the. So for the women, it's uh, Zoe Stark. Okay. Cora Jade. Great. Roxanne Perez. Uh-huh. Kiana James. Right. And one more. There's going to be some. They haven't determined. It's either going to be Wendy Chu Fallon Henley or Indy Hartwell. I remember the name Indy Hartwell, but I couldn't pick her out of the lineup. Yeah. And then for the men. Is she the one Carm- that looked like Deanna Perazzo? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I think I know who that is. And, and then for the men, you've got Carmelo Hayes, <laughs> J.D. McDonough. That's a bad name. Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy. And then either Andre Chase, Axiom, or Von Wagner. Great, great. Um, Joe Von Gacy Wag- is a name that I know you have said to me before. Yes. Joe Gacy is kind of their, let's try another cult leader like a Bray Wyatt. Great. Sort of That's what we need. That group has the grizzled young veterans from NXT UK and the rock's daughter. I'm sure she's great and not just coasting in, along based off of her familial association with the rock. She's in that stable. She's in that stable. But, you know, it's almost uh it's almost rumble time. I know how much you love the rumble. Not coming back. Officially. I'm not watching WWE until they are done with Saudi Arabia. I will not watch their blood money productions. Okay. Can't argue with that. I also can't argue with the fact, Doc, that we're 45 minutes in and we have 14 emails. To Holy read. shit. Let's go. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com right. is the email address. The first one comes in from Simon Andrew and he says, and in the end, this is the last show of season something or other before the hiatus. And as such, it deserves an email. This is a little late, Simon, but... Obviously, you tried to get this in beforehand. Politics is still rubbish. Let's not talk about it. I haven't watched wrestling since CM Punk. Let's not talk about it. There's a Dunkin' Donuts in North Manchester. I feel closer to you. I hope Danny's charity football thing goes very well. Good luck, Mr. J. That's all I have to say. So I do to DC, off to Capone's music for the film, The Family Way, and win an Ivor Novello. And Hasta Banana to Doc, off to Almeria, Spain, to shoot the movie How I Won the War. And to our absent friend GQ, who I heard is going to visit India and live on a houseboat. You all come back in December, and while outsiders will be convinced you are breaking up you will be refreshed and ready to commit audio gold to the ears of people the whole the love you take is equal to the love you make her majesty's a pretty nice girl but she doesn't have a lot to say simon thanks simon i'm gonna compose music i love that i don't know what an ivor novello is but i look forward to winning one uh jeffrey chimes in greetings from the vineyard hey guys sorry to hear you're taking a hiatus but understand completely i'm sure it's gonna put a lot together are you gonna read all of them like this I mean, I'm just trying to make up for lost time, do you see? Okay. Hey, guys. Sorry to hear you're taking a hiatus, but understand completely. I miss Casey Casey. I'm sure it's a lot to put together a show yeah. plus all the other stuff going on in your lives. So I get it. Just wanted to say I'll miss the show while it's gone and send this email. I really hope you guys do come back. You mentioned perhaps getting besties on Discord. 
What is that? I'll be sending bracket material for you in the next week or so, so you can have more than a baker's dozen in emails. Thanks, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter sent from my iPhone. Uh, we do have a Discord channel um, or a Discord server. I haven't been on in a while. I should probably fix that. <clears throat> you know, I expected you know Twitter to have blown up by now. It, it hasn't. I mean, um, I don't use it anymore. Are you not on there? If I no, I'm there, you? but I have not been using it. Okay. Are you are you checking in daily in the DDT Discord? Um. Yes, actually. I'm more or less checking hey. in daily on the Discord. And by daily, maybe sometimes it's once every two days or three days. Ish. Still, Ish. More frequently than yes. you are. More frequently than I posted you are. there today. So. All right. Well, then I definitely have to, I have to add it to my And I have notes. deleted a lot uh, of my other Twitter accounts uh, at this point. I have not yet deleted Doc Manson, but I have come close a few times at this point. Have you deleted B-Movie? Yes. Geek? Look at you yeah. go. Um. You know, Jeffrey, if you're interested, I will send you an invite to the uh, Discord. Uh, Brandon, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Bring. Bring. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Brandon. Jeffrey, back again. Cracker bracket. Hey, guys. Hope your hiatus is going well. Moss the podcast. We moss you, too. Hoping you get more than a baker's dozen for your return. A baker's dozen! Can you do my cracker bracket? And as you requested, I won't do a number one or two seed, so no particular order. What? Who requested that? I Did you request no seeds? I don't think so. But all right, I'm not even going to put it in a uh, Google Sheet. We'll just remember Ritz crackers or toasted. Ritz, the old standboy. Definitely, I do like toasted stuff. Cheez Its or saltines? Saltines. I do like a saltine. I like a saltine. Don't get me wrong, Cheez Its a nice snack type cracker. But a saltine is versatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, cars, table, wafer crackers, or wheat thins? I'm going to go with the cars. Um, I do like those larger crackers. I think they're delicious. I've never heard of those. Uh, I'm a fan of wheat thins. Yeah. So. Okay, I like wheat thins. Of the little snackable crackers, I think I probably prefer wheat thins to most others. But uh, Here's one that I, I wonder if, if we're going to have an issue with. Townhouse or graham crackers? Hmm. I do like townhouse crackers. Is a graham cracker a cracker? I know it's in the name. I don't see how you can argue it's not. Okay. So by default there, I'm going to go with the graham crackers. I love a graham cracker. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there were times in my, you know, not so recent past that I was eating like a pack of them a day. <laughs> uh, goldfish, <laughs> goldfish or animal. Ooh, that's crackers. hard. I like goldfish. And there's lots of different like flavors. I'm going to go with animal crackers, though. I like animal crackers, especially if you cover them in white fudge. I was going to say frosted. Oh, yeah. I mean, not is fine also, but frosted is mm, so good. Yeah. Uh, Better cheddars or chicken in a biscuit? I don't know that I've ever had either. I don't know that I've ever had either. I might have had. No, no. I don't know that I've had a better cheddar. Chicken in a biscuit just by the name is great. Uh, I have a friend, a mutual friend from college who would swear by the chicken in a biscuit. So for her sake, I will say chicken in a biscuit. Triscuits or club crackers? Club. Yes. Uh, soup and oyster crackers or Nabisco sociables? I will just say, Triscuits are too dry, aren't they? I don't like yeah. Triscuits. Um, 
I'm going to go with the soup and oyster crackers. I like them, especially like in a clam chowder. Versatility, yeah. again. Because you can snack on them. Yeah. But but more for the soup. Uh, Ritz or saltines? I mean, like, Ritz is my go-to if I'm going to make, like, a poor man's charcuterie board or something like that. Yep. Um, but saltines, man, they just hit different, especially when you're a little sick or you've got some, like, chicken noodle. Like, I don't know, man. I know, like, it's, like, the considered, like, the most boring plain food in the world and it's practically eating cardboard. And they're good. Tasty cardboard. It's tasty cardboard. I mean, it's just salt, but <laughs> it's good. Ah. Mmm. This would probably be like the oh, this should be the end of the fucking bracket right here. Um I'm gonna go with saltine, I guess, but Ritz is real I good. I think I would I think I would go with Ritz because a very common after school snack were Ritz crackers with craft singles. Yes. And that's I mean, at all of our pay per views that we or live events we do here at Manson Manor, we have usually Ritz, or it could be another type of cracker, but usually it's Ritz. We've got pepperoni, we've got slices of cheddar yep. cheese, and that yep. stuff is delicious. Yeah. Uh, wheat thins or graham crackers? Graham crackers. Uh, animal crackers or chicken and a biscuit? Animal crackers. Sorry, Emma. Oh, I love Emma. Club crackers or oyster crackers? I'm going to go with the club. Uh, saltines or graham crackers? Probably graham. Yeah. Uh, animal crackers or club? I like them both. Um, because you can eat the heads off of animal crackers, I'll go with them. You can't eat the head like off how- of a club cracker, so. Can't break their legs off. Which means that our final are two sweet Almost crackers. not fair, right? Graham crackers or I'm going to go graham crackers because you can't make s'mores with animal crackers. I mean, you could try. You know what? I am going to try. It, might be really it probably good. would be, especially like if you did a deconstructed s'more where you just melted some chocolate and had some melty marshmallow and maybe you just kind I of just or, or you could dip them. Yeah, actually, that's maybe better than what I was, I was going to say. Just kind of crumble them and mix them in and eat them with a fucking spoon. But yeah, I guess dipping no, it would be good. We're, we're making Dunkaroos. We are making Dunkaroos. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, thanks. Hope all is well. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent from my Oh, iPhone. I see what Brandon uh, Banks is doing, this fucko. Brandon, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Back. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mrs. Manson, bake off bummer. Dear DC and Doc, I'm sure you've probably already spoken about this by the time you get to the emails. We haven't. But I just wanted to express my feelings on Bake Off in the finale. The whole season was not great. Let's just say that politely. Uh, can you say it impolitely, please? I don't even remember who won at this point. Okay. Well, the final was Abdul, Sandro, and Shabira. Okay. Sabaro won. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She had help from Claudio uh, Cannoli. With the exception of maybe one or two episodes, there was really no surprises, and Yanush was wrong. I disagree. Uh, I disagree with Mrs. Manson. You I think... You don't think Yanush I was don't. robbed? I think Jurgen was robbed that season. Yes. Yanush, I think he was a great personality. I enjoyed him on the show, but 
the only trick that he had that he did really well was those drip decorations. And he went back to that. Well, too many times. Um, I, I, I don't, he was a lot of fun and don't get me wrong. I, I don't think Abdul should have made it to the final. I think Abdul very much the whole season was always just not the worst person each week. He was never the standout. He was never, he never showed me that he was really capable. He just, he just sneaked by with always not being the worst. And somehow he ended up in the finals. And even in the finals, he yes. was still, still not the worst somehow. But no, he came, I think he would have come in yes. second out of three. He was, he was exactly in the middle the entire And nothing time. about that excited me. Nothing about that I'd wanted to see. Um, yeah. I was even rooting by for Sandro by the end. I don't care if he had professional experience. I don't know. His stuff more routinely looked professional to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were definitely I we we interpreted it like they were painting him as the villain throughout the. Entire and I think season. they were. I I think they knew he had the professional experience and he just there were certain ways, you know, um, and going back to your wife's email, I'm not mad Shabira won. I'm just saying her work doesn't hold a candle next to former contestants like Candace, Raul, Alice, or Kim Joy. When she almost had four star bakers in a row, it seemed likely she would be this year's winner, but that orangutan, yeesh. Yeah, that it wasn't it was great. not good. It wasn't great. it was not good. And that's the thing, like and I feel like maybe I have to, we've maybe had oh, actually, you know what? Let it continue with the email, because I think she's gonna say what I was gonna say. Doc maybe already mentioned his thoughts about the show's possible intentional decision this season to have a bit more amateur contestants. Maybe people were getting too scared to apply and they wanted to have more seasons. But people weren't applying because they were afraid that their skills weren't up to snuff. So we got this disappointing season. What do you guys think? Noel forever, Mrs. M. Yeah. Um, so my thought process is I noticed not just this season, but I feel like going back two or maybe even three seasons at this point, there was a shift in the bake-off. I feel like before that, you routinely got bakers who were capable of constructing um, very elaborate showstoppers. There was a time when a lot of people were, were building these very impressive structures, and it was almost like at some point the producers of the show said, wait a minute, this is not Cupcake Wars. This is not Cake Wars. We're, and, and they said, we're not interested in doing art pieces with baked items. We just want baked items. And if that is the thought process, then fine. But just remembering some of those past seasons, I just kind of feel like everything more recently has been more low key and not as grand, at least visually has not been as aesthetically pleasing as when you, think back to things that like what Raul was doing all season long. You know what I mean? From week to week to week being very impressive. Uh, I just don't feel like we get that. Don't get me wrong. We get glimpses of it. Um, So Shabira's um, DNA sculpture this season was very straightforward, complex, but beautiful. Um, And Mm -hmm. even I think, I don't know if it was Abdul. Somebody had a very nice structure. I think that same week with some nice um, sugar glass, um, with different colors and things. And that looked aesthetically pleasing as well. But like, I just feel like the, the emphasis isn't there. And th- those sorts of aesthetic things are very few or far between. And I, I just feel like there's more of an emphasis back on just go back to your roots, go back to the baking. 
And I just find that's not as exciting. I wonder if COVID had something to do with it. Because, you know, 2020, they had to do a bubble. And the winner was Peter, who was the first like kid who watched the Bake Off to grow right. up and win the Bake Off. And, you know, I liked Peter. It was nice that he won. But nobody in that group was a particularly stellar baker. Right. Um, then they had the year last year with Giuseppe and Christelle and Jurgen and whoever else made the final. Oh, Chigs, who, you know, that was, again, more, I think, a story than anything else. But there, I, I thought the quality of their bakes was good. You know, this one, it was just not necessarily a great, this one was a lot of people who you could tell, oh, you already are like somewhat famous as an Instagram baker. Like what was his name? James. But even still, like, I didn't feel like anybody this season was producing anything particularly noteworthy. Even the finals I thought were very lackluster. Yeah. I would have to, we do need to go back and watch it again just because, you know, like I think if we binge it over a smaller period of time, we'll get a better sense. This was not my favorite season by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they have now the American Bake Off. I don't know if their like attention is split between two different versions. I mean, and, they've been doing you know, the American not... Bake Off for a while. Have they? And I'm just not I aware think of so. Because like I was just looking on Hulu. And they have what they call the Great American Bake Off Holiday Edition. But yeah. but they show it as the fifth season. And when you go into the fifth season, okay, there's only three episodes. However, the three episodes are actually double episodes. There's actually six episodes. Um, hmm. Because like each episode's like an hour and 30 minutes or something like that. And there, it actually is an episode and it stops and a new episode starts. But for some reason, it's in there as one episode on Hulu. It's weird. So I, it leads me to believe there's been like five seasons of something like that. So I, I don't know. Maybe. Although the weird thing about it, it's the it's an American Bake Off show holiday edition. But it takes place in the UK at the same location as the tent is. And Baby Spice is one of the hosts, as is Spice Adams who is a, I think American football player. And if you think that sounds hilarious, well, you'd be right. Yeah. I don't know. And the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I will look forward to the next season and all of that, but yeah, this one was not, not my favorite. Che chimes in. Question time. Hi, Jen's dropping one in the mailbag for your Jesus. return. <laughs> After another mass shooting in America, what's the answer in trying to prevent this from happening over and over again? Gun control is seemingly not an option. To clarify, this is not a pop at America as we have the same national crisis, but with knives. If you have the solution to our problem, I'd love to hear it. Such a sad, needless loss of life. Hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast break and are not working yourselves to the bone until next time. Jay, thank you for this heartwarming letter and this <laughs> jovial topic to, to bring us back into things. Um, listen, there is literally nothing that is going to stop mass shootings in America. When Americans and American politicians decided that the murder of elementary school children 
was acceptable. That was the end of the gun debate in this country. When they decided that event didn't require any sort of change, that was the end of any hope that something would be done about this, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously, it's not going to happen. There's, you know, I don't know how many there's been this year. I think it's in the hundreds. I mean, it's funny because point. they were, it's not funny, but they were talking about the shooting at the um, gay bar, right? And then there was in the in the um, news that there was a shooting in Virginia like six days later or something like that, or four days later, I think. And then there are people online I'm seeing talking about, oh, look, another mass shooting. It's only four days later. Oh my God. And you go in the comments, people are like, actually, this is the sixth mass shooting since the gay bar shooting. Like there's been one every day, two on a couple of those days to get us here. This country is fucked when it comes to the guns. The only answer is get the guns out of people's hands. The only answer is. And that's never going to happen. Yes, correct. Like that's the only answer. And yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you could talk about mental health, but. The problem is going to be there's just guns are still too accessible. Right. And don't get me wrong. A lot of these mass shootings would be prevented if you made the guns less accessible in terms of background checks, being able to buy these things. I think most of these mass shootings that have happened are from people who were able to legally buy the gun. If you had stricter policies in place, even as even as little as. okay, fine, no background check, but you have to wait a month before you can get the gun. Even that likely would cut down on the number of mass shootings in this country because people would cool down and cooler heads potentially would prevail before being able to get your hands on the gun. Um, But like these shootings, you hear people go, they bought them that day and then went and shot people. So like, like, yeah, yeah. Sadly, I also will say of the 606 mass shootings that have occurred in America so far this year, and that was as of a week ago, I'm sure there's more than 606 now, um, all of them have been perpetrated by men. So I don't know what that says, but I'm sure that also says something. Again, goes back to there's a mental health aspect that we're not addressing either, but the guns first and foremost are the big. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, it's Thanksgiving. You know what that means. No. Tim Johnson. Tim. Hi, chaps. A bit late, but happy Black Friday. My team voted on what they wanted for lunch. They chose Costco pizza. They voted poorly, but they spoke. I listened. It wasn't bad, but $15 a head for lunch, and we left a lot of money unspent. Anyway, I hope you both had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Did you do any shopping on the absurd consumer day? All the best. I miss you guys. Tim. Doc bought a laptop or Doc bought an iPad. I bought a laptop. What kind of laptop did you buy? An idea pad. Lenovo. It was a hundred dollars. And I'm sure it's worth every penny. It does. So far, it does what I need. Perfect. So really, I like Costco pizza. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had Costco pizza. It's doughy, but I like it. I think it's quite good. I'm assuming he's talking about the the pizza from the food court, I assume. Yeah, I would think so. Jeffrey, hello from Martha's Vineyard. Happy belated Thanksgiving. How was your holiday? 
anything crazy happen? <laughs> oh, if only you knew, Jeffrey. Atwers was quiet, just checking in. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent for my iPhone. As you heard earlier in the show, uh, DC got COVID. Yeah, it was fun. Fun times. I ate a smoked turkey. That was pretty good. Mrs. Manson, welcome back. We're finally into today's Woo. emails. Hello. When Doc shared the good news with me that DDT was recording tonight, I had to be sure to get an email in pronto. Welcome back, and thank you for once again filling my ears. I'm going to give her a private earful later tonight. Hey, now. I also wanted to send out a call to anyone who might have a superb, superb gingerbread cookie biscuit recipe to share as I'm looking to construct my own gingerbread house this year. I bought the kits time and time again, but now I'm looking for a new challenge. Anyone have any fail-proof recipes to share? Should I just call Paul Hollywood? Maybe he'd share a recipe with me. Candy cane kisses, Mrs. Mm, Manson. Minty. I, I have no recipe, but I have heard from watching lots of gingerbread bakes on the Bake Off. Make sure you have a lot of ginger in there. It's got to be spicy. Brendan Banks, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. Goddamn list. It's Thursday. So it's Thursday. Emails. It's Thanksgiving. Bring it's Wednesday. Back. I don't understand. His message isn't coming through based off those subject lines. Oh, Thursday, okay. Thursday, Thanksgiving, Wednesday. I don't, I don't get it. What, what are you trying code. to say, Brandon? You'll crack it. You'll get a decoder. Yeah, maybe by next week code. we'll figure it out. Che, hopefully with a much more cheerier email this time. Tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. Tis the season to wind up to rumble and the road to mania. Says the hiatus of DDT. MJF has won the big one in AE Dub. So my question for the return of the show is, who's the guy to take the belt from MJF? While we're here, who's the guy to take the belt from Roman Reigns, be it at Mania or after 1,000 days as champ? All the best. Glad you're back. Che. I think the guy to take the belt from MJF is probably CM Punk. I think that would be the guy, especially if MJF is going to uh, be a sort of tweener face over time, yeah. CM Punk comes back, is hated by all. You get to pick up the program that they were actually trying to build between the two of them. And he comes back in nuclear white hot with everybody, including Chicago, booing the shit out of him, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the guy to take the belt off of Roman Reigns, it should be Sami Zayn, based on the story Won't they're be. telling. But I doubt I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, it will most likely be Cody Rhodes, who will return at the Rumble, win the Rumble, and then beat Roman Reigns, proving he made the right choice in leaving AEW. You think so? Are there still rumors that it's going to be Reigns and Rock at, Rain, at WrestleMania? Not that I've heard recently. Okay, no. good. So, And if they did, Reigns would win. So, I'd hope so. Yeah, no, I, I think it's Cody. Uh, our final email, Glenn. The deceased Paul Orndorff? Sure. Let's dig him up. <laughs> wow. Bruno San Martino? Wonderful. Huh? Okay. Glenn, welcome back. It's good to have you back again, guys. Fridays haven't been the same without an earful of DDT. Movie-based question to kick things off. What movie is one you actually enjoyed that most other people think is trash? 
Mine is a cowboy comedy that came out two years before Blazing Saddles called Evil Roy Slade, starring the original and best Gomez Adams, John Aston. Thanks, Glenn. Raul Julia would like a word. Um, you mean the deceased Raul Julia? Yeah, okay. we'll dig him up. Just check. Uh, Face Off is the first one that comes to mind, but I think actually a lot of people have turned around on Face Off and realized that it's an amazing I don't think a lot movie. of people have turned around on Face Off. I think people right along have always loved Face Off. Except uh, for me. I think it's trash, but... Well, there you go. Uh, you think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is good, and Eddie McCabe thinks Accurate. it's trash. Accurate. I'm trying to think, though, like... I'm sure that there is some horror movie that I enjoy that most people think are trash, like even amongst horror fans. I'm trying to think of what that is. But of course, that is also difficult because B bad movies have a lot of people who love them. So I I don't know, man. Uh, Jack Frost, Attack of the Mutant Killer Snowman, maybe. Uh, But again, I think there's a lot of people who love that movie. So I I don't know. Jack Frost 2. Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, the one that takes place on the tropical island. Um, that one probably has a lot less people who love it, but but I think is way superior to, to the first film, actually. Sounds good to Eight-Legged Freaks. I like Eight-Legged Freaks. But David Arquette, the big giant spider movie, that's a good one, too. A lot of people don't like that movie. That's a good movie. Well, thank you to everybody who sent in an email, multiple emails, coded emails. Uh, we have appreciated it. It has been our pleasure to be back on the airwaves uh, for this week to share some time with you. Doc. Yes, Nancy, sir. You've had a month to think about three it. weeks. What is your piece of three weeks? What is your piece of positivity? Okay. Um, my piece of positivity this week is vampire survivors. I don't know if you've heard of this, if you're familiar with this nope. vampire survivors is a, uh, is a pixel art uh, video game that can be had on Steam. Um, I picked it up over the Thanksgiving Steam sale for approximately $4.24. Regular price is only $4.99. And essentially, it, it, it's a sort of like 8-bit style graphics. Um, I, I, it's sort of like a twin joystick shooter, like a bullet hell type game, if you know what those are. Except it's like bullet hell in reverse. You are this character that's walking around and really your only direct control is the movement of this character and basically just swarms waves and waves of enemies come at you and all you can do is walk around them. Now, at the same time, you have some sort of starting weapon that is firing off at timed intervals and as you kill enemies as you're walking around them, you can't really aim this except as you're walking by something, you can get it to line up and hit them, right? You'll earn experience as you level up. You get the opportunity to enable other weapons or make the weapons you have more powerful or to get enhancements to the weapons. And really, again, the only thing you're doing is walking around while collecting these enhancements and collecting these weapons. And you can get combinations of enhancements that work very specifically with certain weapons. And once you level up those weapons enough, they evolve into like a super weapon. And then you can get different combinations of different things that have different sorts of synergies with each other. And basically, you are the bullet hell in this game. You start collecting these things. And by the end of the round, it's a round-based game. But every round is about 30 minutes. Um, you're just this smear of 
bullets and whips and lasers and shit just firing off, decimating everything. And at 30 minutes, uh, the Grim Reaper comes and he kills you and ends the round, basically. But that's counted as beating the level. I am guessing that at some point I'm going to be able to kill the Grim Reaper. And and I'm not sure about that, but it hasn't happened yet. And I haven't played much video games in like at least six months. And I have played the shit out of this game since last Thursday. I've probably got like, it's probably not a huge amount, probably like 15 hours into it or something. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with Vampire Survivors. Uh, It's sort of taking the internet by storm. Like it's this little nothing game, but shit man game of the year let's give it to this indie developer this five dollar game i this is the most fun i've had in a long time really enjoying it and it, it is a rogue uh light game so again it's round based you do die and so every time you do a new round you start from scratch basically but you are earning gold which carries over and there's at the main menu like an upgrade screen where you're going and investing gold and buying permanent upgrades so when you start a new round you're a little bit stronger than you were before depending on how you spend your money at this point um also like surviving for different amounts of time and with different and there's a bunch of characters there's like 20 different characters that i've unlocked so far they all had different starting weapons and like some of the weapons aren't ones that are in the game normally though as you get them and survive with them then you unlock those weapons and now those weapons are available for everybody and it's, there's depth to this game there's a lot of depth and it's a lot of fun for not a lot of money. Like, it's really insane the amount of enjoyment you can get out of a $5 game these days. Um, so Vampire Survivors, I highly recommend it. Anytime Doc Manson is ah, praising a video game, it is a I good I will also day. mention, as far as I can tell, for a game that is called Vampire Survivors, and which is full of all sorts of different monsters, including made-up shit like lactose ghosts or... Lactogeists, <laughs> I think they call them. Uh, as far as I can tell, there are no actual vampires in this game. It seems to be a tongue-in-cheek joke. Um, and I think it's hilarious. Well, all right. Vampire survivors. Love it. Um, you know, despite the fact that I had COVID. Oh, here. Yeah, I'll get, I got my piece of positivity. Um, wanted something that I did while... Uh, we were away is I put a deposit on a new automobile. Um, you know, my 2008 car has seen better days and I'm tired of having to fix it. And we've been talking to places all over new England and finally found a deal that works for me. It's, it'll be a little more than I wanted to spend, but it is worth it because I will be picking up a brand new uh, Subaru Outback. Uh, hopefully a couple of days before Christmas. So I am very excited for that. Well, congratulations. I hope you enjoy it. Is my, I hope to as well. And I hope you have enjoyed our first podcast in three to four weeks, depending on how you tell time. Doc Manson, is there anything you would like to say before we head out into that. Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts run on the air, you can send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can, of course, listen to our entire back catalog of 341 episodes by going to wherever it is you procure audio goodness, such as this podcast. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and really, (laughs) could you head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to spend just a little bit of financial support to DC and doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps this podcast train chugging along.
He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. We love you. We've missed you. We will be back soon. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our best? A baker's dozen! Plus one.